0: Welcome, everybody. You got to hear from us yesterday. Gabby and I are back again today. We are back. Get excited. Hopefully, you didn't miss us too much. (laughs) Today, we are excited to have another little kickoff. Yesterday, in our brief outro, we mentioned that we'll be doing a couple of mini-series, and those will be coming out on Thursdays. So a quick explanation of those is each Thursday, we are going to release sort of a mini podcast with more focused content. So we have some long, great, all-encompassing interviews with people, but for those of you looking for short tidbits of advice, here's where you'll find them. The one we're starting today is our how to get the international internship. Yeah, so we're excited to kind of offer a
1: more succinct version where you can get a quick educational look at how you get that Internship, how you go about doing that, and different methods that different people have taken. So, today we have Craig and Liston, as we mentioned before. Uh, he is awesome. He had a couple internship um, experiences, one of them being
0: sort of a BYU created, almost study abroad type internship. And then the second one, which you're going to hear a lot about on our podcast with him, is his internship in China where he worked at a shrimp peeling factory, actually. So it's a great story, and he has some great advice along the way. Let's get going. Let's get going. Because
1: we're focusing on how to go international, can you kind of walk us through the process of recruiting for your international internship, or like how you got those connections?
2: Yes, so I was very set on doing an international experience, and. The first international internship that I did, it was a BYU program, and it was akin to a study abroad. It was a lot of fun, but it was actually quite a bit of work, which I think is unique for a study abroad type experience. Mm -hmm. And so for people who are struggling to find an internship opportunity on their own and making connections with professionals and finding companies that are going to pay them, if their goal is just to get a taste of companies and what it's like to work abroad and interact with these other cultures, I 100% recommend looking down that avenue, especially for students who are earlier on in their college careers and don't have a lot of resume experience to leverage when seeking out a position with a company. But once I did do that internship, I then had that experience on my resume to leverage into a legitimate internship experience where I was hired in by a private company and employed. As an intern. And in order to find that opportunity, I sought out a number of resources. The main places I looked for job opportunities were one, campus resources, specifically at Brigham Young University in the College of Engineering. There's a center called the Weedman Center, and it's specifically focused on giving students international opportunities. And they post a number of internships for engineering students. So that was one area that I looked. And then another was to just talk to my professors and ask those who I knew had had some experience with Chinese companies to see if they had any connections in Asia. And then I also reached out through my private network, which was a little bit limited in this regard, but I also reached out to some people who I knew personally. And then the last was also just LinkedIn, doing some research on alumni of BYU who were living in China or had worked in China and messaging them on LinkedIn, just kind of cold call kind of thing and seeing if they would get back to me. And so those were the four main avenues that I I pursued. I was pretty set on finding a good opportunity. And Mm -hmm. I ended up having three options that I was evaluating and considering at the time. And I had offers from all three companies. The first two I was connected with through the Weedman Center and just Campus Connections. And then the last one actually was a LinkedIn alumni connection. After talking with the professor about alumni who I could talk to, I, I then pinged this guy on LinkedIn and he got back to me and said, he actually did have an internship opportunity and they were actively looking for an intern for that specific fall, which was the time frame I needed. And it came together extremely nicely. And that actually was the one that I ended up working. The internship that came from the LinkedIn contact.
0: Now we're going to do a pause for a little tip here. So Craigen mentioned how he actually got three internship offers. Two of them were through applying with the help of a BYU program. And the third was someone he messaged on LinkedIn. So we're going to talk about the LinkedIn message and a good way to go about that. So a big part of using LinkedIn
1: to look for a role or an internship is finding people that you aspire to be so look for people that are in a role or a company or a specific position that you're interested in and message them and connect with them and ask them if you could set up an informational interview these can be 15 minutes they could be an hour just depending on availability and what you're looking for and what they're looking for, but you can just ask them about their career, how they got there, just about them. If you show interest in them, they often show interest back at you. And so that can often lead to perhaps an interview or just some more information, maybe another connection that could get you closer to that internship. Uh, The key is to build your network, so even if you don't get an interview or an internship from that conversation, you get another
0: person that you've connected with and you can get some good advice as well. So when you least expect it, if you're showing interest in people and really learning about them, they'll help you out along the way. People like to help students. Yeah. So we hope you take that
1: advice. And now we can get back to Craig and Liston's interview and a little bit about his
0: experiences. How far in advance were you reaching out to people before this actually, like, the opportunity was open?
2: So I aim to do an August to December internship, and I started in January talking with uh, the professors, the Weedman Center, and then after I kind of felt like I was exhausting those, I moved into reaching out to people on LinkedIn randomly and whatnot. But yeah, January, months ahead of schedule. And I found that at that time, even the professors said, I might be able to help you out, but the way that our relationships with a lot of these companies goes it kind of happens in semester cycles so i won't be able to really give you an answer until april or may but now you're on my radar so i know that you're looking for this and if something does happen to come up between now and then i'm I, i will definitely reach out to you so even though i really didn't gain much traction in those january through april months i at least put myself on a number of people's radar and I 100% recommend doing that because uh, then people know that you're out looking, you're shopping around, and if they do happen to come across something, then they, they know who to go to. And if you're the only student at that time who's being that proactive, then it's easy for them to remember that you're actually interested in doing that. So that was, that was the timeline, more or less.
0: So your first internship was this one abroad. Your second one was just in China the whole time. Is that correct? Correct. So will you tell us a little bit more about what that international experience was like for you?
2: So the experience that I did in China, I would like to say it was pretty unique. It was a startup factory operation. So the American company that I worked for that was based out of New Orleans partnered with a Chinese investment group. And together they decided to build this shrimp peeling factory in the small-ish city of Xinjiang, China, the reason that I did this internship was because I knew that it was going to take me out of my comfort zone. I knew that I was going to be completely immersed in Chinese culture. My manager, who was the one I con- who was a BYU alumni who I connected with via LinkedIn, he he was even living in Shenzhen and was only traveling to Zhejiang twice a week, was the original plan. And then he actually ended up having a son, so it ended up being maybe an average of once a week, he came out to visit us uh, throughout the internship. And so I, I knew that we were going to have a lot of autonomy as interns even, and that was very important to me. And in addition to that, the company was ready to invest in at least me as an intern uh, with hourly pay in addition to a living stipend and housing and paying for my flight to China, et cetera. And so that was very important to me because comparing other internship opportunities, not many international experiences offer that full package. Hmm. Most of the internships that I was looking at, including the other two that I had my eye on and was recruiting for or had offers for, uh, they would pay for your way to and from China, they would pay for your housing and they would give you a stipend. but this was the one that I did at the shrimp peeling factory was the only one that offered any kind of hourly wages, which was great for me as a college student.
1: This kind of is a parting question, unless Meg has any more. We're just kind of curious what some of your key pieces of advice or your main takeaways that you had from your experience that you would use for the rest of your career that um, people just coming out of college or still in college and looking for that might use.
2: One piece of advice is don't be concerned with finding the perfect opportunity. Because with all of my internship experiences and even my full-time career post-graduation, what was written on that job description and the application was 15% of what I actually did. So if you're wrapped up in finding the perfect opportunity, you're probably going to pass up a lot of really incredible opportunities that just seemed a little understated at first glance. I'm grateful I was willing to take risks. risk I took some opportunities that were not glamorous at all. Uh, I mean, I knew that I was going to be working at a shrimp peeling factory, but what was important to me was the things I was going to learn. I was going to be 100% exposed to Chinese culture. I was going to see what it's like to start up a production operation in a remote city in China. And, that, and I knew that I was going to get a lot of responsibility as an intern. And those were the most important things to me. And even though shrimp peeling was, that's not an industry I don't think anyone aspires to work in, uh, I knew that I was going to learn a lot from it and I did. And I got so much experience from that internship. I got so much exposure to Chinese culture. I developed some incredible connections there in China. And honestly, I think taking that risk and doing something that unique as hard as it was at times it made me a much more competent individual on both a personal and professional level that's one piece of advice is just be willing to take risks and don't be caught up in finding the perfect opportunity and i, I will say this is a side note but you don't know what doors these opportunities you take are going to open and so for me I always had a goal to go and get an MBA at a top school, and I did the shrimp peeling internship because I knew it was going to give me great experience from an engineering standpoint and from a cultural immersion standpoint. So I applied for business school and am starting at Harvard Business School, and I would 100% attribute my acceptance into a top MBA program to these risks that I took. It was not at all a conventional route to take to get into a top business school, but I think because I took big risks, it made me a competitive candidate. And so you really don't know. The conventional route is safe, and that's fine if that's what people are willing to do, but taking big risks, I really do believe that you take those risks, you give your all, and it can amount to something really incredible in the end.
0: Yeah, by setting yourself apart. And congratulations on getting into Harvard Business School.
2: Thanks. Thanks.
0: We appreciate you making the time to chat with us. Honestly, this has been great. You have some great stories and experience. And I think helpful advice for students to understand is that it's kind of worth it. I think it's kind of easy to take the internships and the opportunities that I feel like look good on resumes and just generally everybody takes. But the little bit out there stuff, it's harder. It takes more personal initiative and uncomfortable situations and you just gotta learn to roll with it but in the end it's worth it so i think that's cool
1: okay that was some great advice from Craigan. i hope this interview this little how-to helps you get your next international internship
0: we are excited now to announce next week for our big wednesday podcast to be hearing from terry zhang so excited to listen to Terry next week. Dubai photography. So after I sadly couldn't be in the interview, but I listened after and I followed him on Instagram. I have loved
1: really? watching I've his experiences. You need to. That's awesome. I'm looking at his Instagram
0: right now. Seriously insane photos. Everyone should follow him. So, anyways, keep connected. Look us up online internationalhub.org.org. Mm-hmm. Have a good weekend. We'll see ya. Oh, 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 oh,